chapter 15, verses 26 and 27, and then chapter 16, the second part of verse 4 through verse 15. If you would please stand and honor the reading of this gospel passage. Jesus said, When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who comes from the Father, he will testify on my behalf. You also are to testify because you have been with me from the beginning. I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you. But now I am going to him who sent me. Yet none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove the world wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment, about sin because they do not believe in me, about righteousness because I'm going to the Father and you will see me no longer, about judgment because the ruler of this world has been condemned. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the father has is mine. For this reason, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. So as Sammy was explaining to the kids, today is Pentecost Sunday. It's a Sunday where we come and we expect to hear Acts 2 read. And there's a reason why I chose not to do Acts 2. And it's that we can sometimes forget that Pentecost is not just this event that happened in Acts 2. That we are living in the days of Pentecost. That we are living in the days where the Holy Spirit has come and continues to move. These stoles, these are stoles from pastors who have reminded me throughout my life of the reality of of God's spirit at work, of the truth that God is alive and on the move. Every time I look at these stoles, I remember the example of these pastors and others who have been there for me throughout my life, who have reminded me since I was a child, who would sometimes run up during my dad's sermon, that God loved me. We live in the days of Pentecost. We live in the days where the Holy Spirit is alive and at work. Pentecost is not just one day that happened centuries ago removed from us. And so I chose to read this passage from the Gospel of John 
of Jesus speaking to his disciples about the coming of the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus isn't just speaking these words to his disciples, he's speaking these words to us as well. Speaking about the power of the Holy Spirit coming to us. This Holy Spirit that comes and is our advocate. The Spirit that comes and as Sammy was was talking about with the kids, draws us together. The Spirit brings us together and reminds us that we are family, that we are brothers and sisters in Christ, that we are called to one another, that together we are the body of Christ. The Spirit that is alive and speaks the truth to us, sometimes a truth that we don't always want to hear about things we need to change within our, within our hearts, within our lives, within ourselves, also the truth that God is still speaking, that God continues to claim us. The spirit that speaks this truth, the spirit that through its power allows us to glorify God with our lives. And it's the spirit that individually and collectively as this church family guides us. It guides us. It continues to speak and to show us individually and collectively our path forward. We are living in the days of Pentecost. We are living in the days where the Holy Spirit will use us as we allow the Spirit to use us. So what does that mean for us now? As I was saying earlier, our church is revisiting this, um, this capital campaign, this option of buying this. Okay, I'm looking. This is the church, right? Rusty direction. All right, thank y'all. I'm really directionally challenged. We're looking at buying this church next to us, putting intersection and the youth ministry and some Sunday school classes in there and connecting the two buildings together because we're we're sort of out of space. And we're not just thinking about who is here currently, but we're trying to, to think about and pray for those who will come in the future. And so we're, we're trying to, to pray about what we should do as this church family. But hear me, I don't want us praying about a building. I don't want us focusing on a building. I want us focusing and praying about how we as this church family can best live out our mission statement, which is to be a family of faith who reaches out to share the life-changing love and grace of Jesus Christ. To be a family of faith, empowered by the Holy Spirit and guided by the Holy Spirit to live out the mission that has been given to us. And to think about all of that we have, and yes, that includes this building, 
because I love how much this building is used. From AA to Al-Anon to Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, Cub Scouts, weekday ministry, and so many things in between. A couple of years ago, I tried to calculate how often this building was used 24-7, 365 days a year, including Christmas and all those holidays where no one's really in this building except for AA. And I calculated that 24-7, 365 days a year, this building is used about 50% of the time. That's, that's a well-used building, a well-worn building. Our building, our land, all that we have is part of living out our mission statement, how we use it not just for ourselves, but to say, here's a space for you. But there's more that we have than just this building and this land. There's also the the talents and the gifts within each of us. Every month um, on communion Sundays, which is, I think, Owen's favorite Sunday, James and Ann bring their homemade gluten-free bread so that everyone can partake. There's something, there's a gift within each of us, something special within each of us that we can bring to not just worship, but to children and youth and to this church family and beyond. There are the gifts that we have within each of us. And there's also, more than that, there's our homes, there's our workplaces, there's our schools, there's the common places within the community where we're not just saying to everyone, come here to where we physically meet for worship, but let us go to you where we are because wherever each and every one of us is present at any given moment, St. Matthew's United Methodist Church is present. All that we have, everywhere we go is an opportunity for us as this church family, as this family of faith to live out the calling that God has given us to reach out and share the life-changing love and grace of Jesus. And so I want to invite all of us to be praying about what it looks like for us to continue to live out this mission. What do we need in terms of space? But again, not just here. There's our homes, there's our, our parks, there's our places of work where we are around people and forming relationships with them naturally. There are so many different places and ways that we can live out this mission statement, but how can we together live it out faithfully? How may we listen to the Spirit speak truth and guide us? How may we allow this mission statement to be at the forefront of our hearts and our prayer and our focus? So that we don't ever get lost in a building or money or excuses, or comfort, but to be driven continually by the mission 
to be driven by the, the call to reach out and share the good news of Jesus Christ. As we sang earlier, gives faith to the cynical and hope to the hopeless and life to the dead. This good news of Jesus Christ, that the Spirit can use us to give to others. What is driving us? Is it what's important to us? Is it what's easiest? What's important to us right now? What what is within each of us that maybe we're bringing to the table or haven't brought to the table yet to be used by this church family to live out this mission statement that we have? What are the things that that come to our hearts and our minds as we think about and pray about what it means to be a family of faith that reaches out to share the life-changing love and grace of Jesus Christ? What are those hopes and dreams that can sometimes seem impossible? But with the Spirit alive and at work, is always possible. What are those dreams that we can dream together and make into reality as we choose to be driven by our mission to see lives changed, including our own time and again? as we see the Spirit at work within us and within one another. What life will we see? What hope, what dreams will come alive as we choose to be driven by the mission and what is required for us to live it out? Let's trust that this Holy Spirit that Jesus speaks about is very much alive and at work. And let's see what happens when we choose to pray for the Spirit to guide us, to fulfill the mission given to us. Let us pray. God, there are so many things, so many reasons that we can get distracted, that we can forget, that we can look so many ways of things to do, of what's easiest, of what's most comfortable and being faithful to what you've called us to be. But Lord, you don't always call us to be comfortable. You don't always call us to do what's easy. 
You call us simply to be faithful to your guiding. So Lord, in this time as this church family is trying to to discern what you want us to do, put at the forefront of our hearts the mission you've given us of being a family of faith that will reach out continually wherever we are to share the life-changing love and grace of Jesus Christ. To be the people you need us to be. For this world to know the reality that you are alive, that you love us, that you are at work each and every day. Remind us, call us, and show us, as you have promised to, what we need to do. It's in your son's name that we pray.